This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. So yesterday, Prime Minister Trudeau commented that he was confident President Trump had brought up the matter of detained Canadians with China's Xi Jinping at the G20 summit. Well, today... China had some thoughts on that. A spokesperson for China's foreign ministry reacted to those comments, saying that Canada is being naive in assuming that U.S. President Donald Trump did them any favors by raising the case of the two imprisoned Canadians. Let's talk more about this, get some analysis as well from David Aiken, our chief political correspondent for Global News. Hi, David. Hey, hey, Sammy, how's it going? And yeah, it's actually, we don't even know if Trump did in fact talk to Xi. The Trump White House won't say, Trump won't say, and Trudeau will only say, well, we're pretty sure he did, but we don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great point. There's been no official confirmation that this actually happened, but does it show that it might have struck a nerve with China, given that they responded in this way today? China's been, uh, anytime China, you know, ever since Meng Wanzhou got detained, China has used any opportunity to take a swipe at Canada, and this happened to be the latest one. So, uh, so yes, they're calling us naive for assuming that uh, some words from what they call so-called allies, that would be the United States, Ooh. of course, uh, could do any influence uh, in this particular case. And, of course, I'm relying on the translation from the Mandarin provided by uh, the Reuters news agency for this, but that's what they said. It was the uh, so-called allies of Canada they referred to and talked about us we can, quote, waggle our lips as oh. much as we want, but uh, this Ouch. is strictly a Canada, chi- yes, this is strictly a Canada-China thing. So it is a really sort of peculiar thing. Right. What do we know then about what happened between Canada and China at the G20? We don't know a lot. Um, of course, our Mercedes Stevenson was in Osaka, Japan, covering the Prime Minister's visit to, to there, and obviously that was the story. Uh, throughout the summit was, you know, Trudeau was trying to get a formal meeting with President Xi of China, never did. Was he going to see them at lunch, at dinner, at this cultural event? There was a lot of awkward moments with Trudeau and Xi. They would sit beside each other and not even acknowledge that they were sitting there. And then w- they couldn't talk because there's a translation issue. Yeah. Uh, Trudeau doesn't speak Mandarin, of course, and uh, I guess Xi doesn't speak English. So so they they did have some conversations, Trudeau said, but Trudeau asked uh, several times, including by our friend Mercedes, you know, what did you say? What was going on? Um, and he said, you know, we're, we're not going to talk about those things in public. It was between him and the Chinese president. And, you know, to give, uh, I suppose, true to his due here, we are dealing with a situation where two Chinese or two Canadians have are essentially being held hostage by the government of China. I mean, let's not mince any yeah. words about this. And to the extent the goal is to get them out, perhaps not... Uh, Perhaps the Canadian Prime Minister not talking a whole lot about the strategy involved here is a good thing. But but that said, as we all pointed out, the Chinese Foreign Ministry has no problem calling us naive, saying it's our fault that uh, relations have deteriorated to the step they have. And even more weirdly is, you know, this is all go- – remember, we started literally a week ago with the meat ban. Remember that? Oh, the, yeah. the ban on Chinese meat. And then there was the G20. And now we're getting a scolding from the Chinese Foreign Minister. And in the midst of all this – Trudeau has dispatched one of his cabinet ministers, the Minister for Small Business and Export Promotion, Mary Ng. She's from Markham. She's in Dalian, China, which is up sort of in the northwest of, of, of the country, at a business conference. And she's been there for two days talking about, you know, promoting small businesses in China. And, 
of course, there's a small businessman in jail in China. Yeah. Canadian so why are we doing that? Why would the government say, oh, and I saw the pictures, too, that you were talking about, David, where, you know, she's yeah. talking about she stopped in here and giving the big thumbs up. Why are we doing that when we're not getting any help in getting these two Canadians out of China? Well, a couple of things on that. So when I first saw the itinerary for, uh, for ministering, I, I asked the prime minister's office, I said, listen, has there been any consideration given to the idea of, say, suspending ministerial visits? Mm-hmm. Obviously, we've got Canadian businesses who have contracts and have to carry on business in China and with Chinese firms. But can we? has there been any thought to suspending ministerial visits, at least to say a sign? And the PMO never answered me. Instead, I was deferred to Minister Ng's press secretary who, you know, said, oh, well, she, she'll bring up these cases whenever she can. And we believe in continued engagement with China. And this is part of that continued engagement, you know, to which I would say, you know, I'd buy that if we had an ambassador in China, but we haven't had one since the beginning or the end of January. And this month, as you may know, China pulled its ambassador to Canada to another posting. So neither country has an ambassador at this point in time. It's hard to see how you can buy the argument from Minister Ng or or whoever that you know yeah. we're going to continue to be cheery and engage with China. That, yeah, but that's again that's what they say. I know. How can diplo- how can we say oh we're going to work on diplomacy when diplomacy clearly hasn't worked up until this point? Well, I mean that that's the thing. I mean we're, we're going to hear actually I think in a few minutes just at the bottom of the hour here uh, Jim Carr who's our trade diversification minister he's giving a press conference in Montreal and and certainly I, I think that's a reasonable question is. Can it really be business as usual when China has banned Canadian meat products? China has banned $4 billion a year worth of canola exports. China has banned soy exports. China has put two of our guys in jail. The Chinese government is standing up at their press briefings in Beijing and, you know, giving us these little scoldings. Can, Can it really be heading over to China with your business minister and tweeting out cheery pictures of an ice cream company from Prince Edward Island? I don't know. Uh, Apparently, the Liberals say, yes, um, we'll hear from Minister Carr shortly if, if he agrees. Is this something that you think we're going to hear more about from the opposition as well, David, as we head into the you know months where we're going to have an election? Last week, Andrew Scheer, the conservative leader, did say he would, quote unquote, stand up to China uh, if he became prime minister. And he laid out a few things, one of which is. Uh, he would, um, as the Chinese are doing, he would insist that every single container that arrived from China go through an inspection process. And what that would do, would that would cause some delays. It would add increased costs to Chinese shippers. But to be honest, the prime minister has considered that, uh, the idea of stopping every container that comes to Canada. The prime minister has considered that and rejected the idea. Why? Because the port of Vancouver, among others, would absolutely get backed up. There'd be such mm. economic chaos caused in this country trying to do harm to China. And of course, China exports a relatively small amount to Canada of all its exports, but to Canada, it's a huge amount of its imports. So whatever we, quote, try and do here, as Shear has suggested, has to be weighed against what sort of economic harm might we be causing ourselves in this country. So on that thing, you know, let's let's gum up the Chinese imports at the port of Vancouver. It may not be the smartest thing in the world from an economic pain sort of thing. But on the other hand, what about suspending ministerial visits? I mean, that's really not getting in the way of any business relationship. And it's sending a message to the government of China, which very often is very aware of these sorts of protocol slights and, you know, get their attention. One thing I heard, actually, in terms of getting China's attention or getting China and America's attention, why don't we just ban all overflights 
of planes flying Beijing to Washington. Make them go down to L.A. and then up or around Canada. It would uh, be inconvenient. Chinese flights can still come to Canada, but if you're you know overflights, you know that would just be something that would get attention of oh, yes. policymakers. One would assume in, in Beijing and Washington. Yeah. <laughs> that would start shaking things up. Um, David, thank you for your time on this. Look forward to hearing more. Hey, hey, no problem. Cheers. That is David Aiken, our chief political correspondent with Global News, with the latest on this situation. It seems like a deteriorating relationship between China and Canada.